You've lived your whole life trying to find the expert who will help you with your health, with your emotional wellness, and with the unhealthy cycles playing out in your relationships, your career, and in your lives. We're here to tell you that you are the expert and you have all the answers within you to every problem you struggle with. This is Real Life Healing, and we are your hosts, Steve and Jenny Bear. <laughs> All right, Jenny, welcome to episode two of season two of Emotional So Relapse. happy to be here, Stephen. Because <laughs> <laughs> literally, we're like, literally two seconds ago, we're like, kids, shut up. <laughs> we record this no, podcast. No, literally two seconds ago, we finally decided what this episode was about. We had some ideas, but... Well, you it, have to wait for the inspiration to flow. And then it was like, kaboom. Yes, it All was. because we had to talk to our children. So <laughs> I give you the floor. Actually, you know what? Why don't you tell the story of our our amazing nine-year-old who is <sighs> being coached today at nine years old oh. in ways that I wasn't coached until I was in my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So a history on our nine-year-old. She is a type one, secondary four. So this is where it's really important to know the child whisper book, the energy profile course, because then you'll know what I'm talking about. In two words, like those two words tell you a lot about my daughter. Fun, bouncy, with a parent in her head. Super critical of herself. Super duper critical. And so I see her fly into this rage all the time where she knows she should be doing something, but she can't handle all the criticism she's telling herself in her head. So she starts flying out of her body and trying to draw other people into her drama. So this morning I sat her down. I was like, it's time to do some of your schoolwork. And she was like making me enemy number one. And I was like, okay, dear, I'm not following this script. Remember our scripts from episode, from season, season one? one. <laughs> I'm not following this script. I am not going to be here to teach you anymore. You can handle this book all by yourself. And I just started to remove myself. And then you popped in. And you were like, let me coach you a little more, little sis. <laughs> yeah, because she was like, I hate homeschooling. You know, we're, we're in the middle of summer. So there is no school going on right now. Except that I require it because, because that's our, since that's March, our, we do. schooling kind of rock bottomed worldwide. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, no, you guys need to stay up and up. You need to keep your brain firing at all cylinders. Yeah, and we're we're preparing for the fact that there'll be another closure in the fall and um and some of our kids are have have specifically opted into homeschool this fall. Um I mean we have six children who are going to be school aged this fall from kindergarten on up and right now two are officially opted into homeschooling and the other four is going to we'll just kind of play it by ear. TBA. <laughs> <laughs> um so but, you coached. I coached Hannah, or, and I said to her, "I was like, honey, until you can, uh, and, until you can stop, until you can stop being drama, like creating this drama with here at home with your school, you're not going to go back to. You're not going to go back to the to the school building." Yeah. And um, and so she's kind of started complaining about something, and then and then, and then she's like, "Honey, I was like, honey, you're creating." drama here with your quote-unquote classmates with your siblings and until you can show that you're not going to create drama here at home with your teacher or with your classmates you cannot go to school, school where you could potentially create drama with your so, teacher and classmates all last year all the fall every night at bed it was complain 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 this person did this to me how terrible this is what my teacher said and it hurt my feelings and i was finally like hmm there's a pattern here little girl the pattern um, seems to revolve around you. So 
she wasn't open to hearing that coaching because I would ask her, would you like my feedback on that? No, mom. I just want to complain. Okay. I just want you to hug so me. So I'm just going to hug you, but I have a very small tolerance for complaining. So you can tell me what is very most important on your heart outside of that. You've got to figure out how to be happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> We're not here to complain. If you want to complain, that means you have to have a solution to fix it. Yeah. And so going back to just this morning, you know, she started, she'd been quarreling with her older brother for it what seemed to be at least two or three years. And finally, my, my, our son, he's 13 now. He was so mature and he said, you know what, dad, I really, he said this like a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Dad, I realize I am so much happier when I stop trying to control Hannah. And I was like, oh, son. <laughs> so he knows know how to emotionally remove himself from, from her hotness. Exactly. So. But, <laughs> keep going. Go ahead. No. Nope. <laughs> but now her, I mean, she, but now her younger brother, who is seven, uh, she, she, the two of them were sharing a room and, um, and then they were quarreling a lot. And so just this morning there was an issue and I said, honey, your little brother is not old enough or mature enough to understand how to remove himself from drama like your older brother was able to. So that means that you're the one that has to recognize when you are causing the drama. And then she got teary and she's like, I just thought that when he moved out of my room, all of our issues would end. <laughs> And, you know, sure enough, last weekend we did a room switch. We swapped we did. some we kids around. We pulled them out of our room. And, uh, and so he's, he's now out of the room. And, she, and, and, I was, and I pointed to her, or I said to her, I was like, honey, the drama is, starts here and here. And I'm pointing to her heart and to her head. The drama starts here. And when you end it in here, in your heart and in your head, it will stop manifesting itself in your relationships with your siblings. Now, so there really is a connection to emotional weight loss. I promise. We're getting there. <laughs> uh, but one one of the things that we had noticed with our, our little sweet girl, and she is, I mean, we just love her so much. And she's so, she's got this such a cute personality. And she's amazingly talented. Like, mm -hmm. she can she can belt the song. Songs, like, beautifully. Like she's like music But it's dance the criticism leader. in her head that makes her shut down her belting. Yeah, it <laughs> makes her shut down this talent that she has. And <sighs> since she has this desire to be kind of significant. Anyway, we could go on and on. But the the point here is that she started to develop this uh, this dry skin on her hands. Like really, really it looked like, like she was wearing red gloves. Yeah, it looked like severe eczema. But, and we were doing all the things, like dietary changes, some different essential oils on it, uh, different lotions. And what we finally realized, Jenny, you want to explain it? Yeah. So I, I used my magic healing powers and I decided to dive into her body and find out what was wrong. And it was a generational self-hate coming through. Now, granted, when you have a secondary four in your head, and that criticism comes up, it can really manifest as self-hate. And you'll you'll see, um, I talk about this, and the reference manual I direct you to is Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life, or, and or Feelings Buried Alive Never Die by Carol, Carol Truman. Carol started spelled, excuse me, with a K. So um, both of these books talk about, say, acne as an expression of I don't like myself. 
So they list all of these physical ailments and how there's an emotional root to every all single of them. one. So I started realizing that Rachel, or sorry, that Hannah was, um, that this eczema was related to this. And it was like, let's dive deeper. Let's let's dial it back and let's find out what the root cause. So I, I, I tracked it. To, and this is going to be sound really cuckoo. And I know that if I ever had a family member listening to our podcast, they'd be like, you're weird. <laughs> yep. We <laughs> yes, established we that are. years ago. I'm weird. Okay. So I tracked it back to a grandmother. And um, this grandmother was very overweight. And... I I kind of tapped into this grandmother's feelings, who's now deceased, and I was like, oh, Hannah is a manifesting a lot of similar feelings that this grandmother had. And so then I started muscle testing her for every oil we own. And I made a laundry list of like 30 oils that she could use to help with her hands and the emotional issue. And I would open my phone one day and I'd be like, hey, why don't you put these two oils on? And I would just randomly pick from the list. And she started doing it and her hands got gorgeous again. Young, nine-year-old hands again. Now, I'm going to tell you, I did go to the doctor. I did get so frustrated with the process and started questioning my own abilities, which is very type two of me. <laughs> then I went to the doctor and I was like, I just need a second opinion on this. And he said, put on a steroid. And I was like, uh, uh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Not a nine-year-old. <laughs> and I really, really love and respect this pediatrician. But it was very clear to me that he didn't have the same healing perspective that I did. Now, some, some do. And he's actually a proponent of asking parents, like, do you have essential oils at home? Put this on it because that'll probably do them more good than me prescribing an antibiotic. So he's already halfway there. But he wasn't all the way there. He was like, you need to calm the hands down before you can start the healing process again. And I was like, no, no. The healing process gets really big and ugly when it's on the verge of a breakthrough. So I don't want to tone it down. The steroid, I'm going to put this on. Anyway, the point of this story is that Hannah was exhibiting all these things. And instead of going to the overweight, and instead of going to food to help her feel pacified and feel better about her self-esteem. Um, she was actually trying to heal it with supplements that we all decided that she needed, but there was still things in there that needed to come out. So once I identified, oh, we're going way deep on this one, it resolved so quickly. Um, so what I pointed out to Steve was that he had a similar thing and he was noticing this trend that she was getting more and more irritated and agitated as she approached nine years old, which was very similar to what you did. Yeah, because I'm... When you approached nine years old. I'm also a 1-4. You're the same energy type as her, a 1-4. You were getting highly critical of yourself at nine. So whenever we look at like all the trauma that starts occurring in childhood, it can start as early as two or three. Yours was late. Yeah, good start in the womb. Some people have that. Um, yours was late though. You yeah. were nine years old. You got a good almost I, decade of life being free to be you. Mm -hmm. And it helped that you were a youngest brother. Yeah. Like the number five in a family of six. Like just let him be and let him be happy was kind of mom's mantra with mm -hmm. you. Like, don't stir the pot with him. I don't need more drama from him. <laughs> and so you got left alone. And then at nine years old, things changed. So would you describe that for everybody? Yeah, so I just... And where your emotional weight gain started really yeah. ramping up. So now we're just kind of shifting the story to, okay, there's this emotional storm brewing in every single one of us. 
and it manifests in our bodies in different ways. It can manifest in a mental health condition. It can manifest in a chronic health condition. It can manifest in weight gain. And so when you look at a child who is putting on weight at age 9 and 10 and 11 and 12, um, um, yes, there are definitely some lifestyle issues involved, some lifestyle choices. Yes, there are definitely some pre genetic predispositions. They might have a body type that you know, is more There's even genes that are Yeah, more predis predisposed to put on weight. But I have learned to say, no, I'm looking at emotions. What is, what is the emotional storm brewing inside that person? So for me, at age nine, I that was going into fourth grade, and in my and it, and it was funny. Like I didn't even realize this until I read my mom's journal, <laughs> where she described. You were on her mind that year more than any other kid. Well, no, I was actually not. Uh, I have to remind oh. you of the story. Okay, without yep. going too. It was what she didn't say that was very loud to you. Um. Yeah, because there were some things going on in our family during that year that she was very, very concerned about. Yeah. Um, mostly in leading up into that, into that time frame, like in, um, and then I started to exhibit all of these, these feelings of self-criticism, self-hate, um, fear of, of being who I am, fear of being rejected by other people. And I had this, these, my fourth grade teachers, um, and I say teachers because they were a team teacher. One taught on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and the other taught on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And the teacher that taught on Tuesdays and Thursdays was a very austere woman. And she taught math. And Which is an austere subject. <laughs> and she, she taught the math and sciences. And the other teacher on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, on on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, she taught the language arts and the social studies, and you know that's when we did art and other things. And I, I, I was caving under this tutelage of this austere woman who who taught uh, every other day, and um, and she was. Uh, and so, like, I would actually make myself sick during that year, either just from worry of, like, I don't want to go to school, or I would just blatantly lie to my mother and say, I'm sick, I can't go to school. And I was, like, chronically not wanting to go to school because I just couldn't deal with this teacher. Uh, anyway, I could go on and on and on about this, about this. But the point is is these feelings of self-hate and rejection and self-criticism and fear and just all of those things started to manifest inside my body and the way that I soothed the emotional storm was to eat. And I ate and I ate and I ate. <laughs> I want to, can I point out something yeah, really sure. quick? Um, as mothers, we find food to be soothing to our babies. They're upset, I'll nurse them. Mm -hmm. Now there is there is a chemical reaction between a mom and a nursing baby. Mom's liver creates a chemical that's very similar to opioids and it's very soothing and it's very pain relieving. So that's why you'll find that when babies are nursing and they're teething, they really wanna nurse more often and it's not for milk, it's for the chemical that is pain relieving. So as moms, we know, oh, let me soothe them, let me feed them. And so we're kind of wired to do that. And it takes a lot more conscious thought to be like, oh, 
I'm not going to feed your feelings. I'm going to help you process, process them, them mm-hmm. feel them, move them through your body, um, allow them to be. Like It's okay to feel that, sweetheart, is what we often say. It's okay to cry. You'll be done crying in a few minutes. Just let the tears out. And teaching them to process the feelings. So that's kind of where we're going with this episode. Is yeah. Identify the feelings. Identify what you were feeling during weight, high, overweight times in your life or underweight times in your life. What was going on and how does that relate? Does it, this is me, this is the way I coach, is I always like to look at past, present, and future. And does it align somewhere in the past, present, and future? Is there a connection to, usually it's your past, where a situation came up and you started a habit at a very young age before you had really any idea? Yeah, so, I mean, those are great points. And... And so for me, for me, I mean, it was a very classic thing for, for mom to say, oh, you're upset. Here's this, you know, have a bowl of cereal, have some ice cream. Um, and it wasn't like that was all the time, but all of those options were available at home. Like I had Mm -hmm. all of the food. You could go to the pantry and get something. And I could soothe myself. So mom wasn't always like, here, eat this, but no, but it, but she made it available. And I'm I'm saying that's kind of a habit that. That mothers have. Mothers, humans get into. Yeah, and and I think it's also legitimate because we talk about the whole concept of feeling hangry, mm-hmm. and that people can be. It very, can be a real thing. A, it is a real. It's a real thing. thing for me. And so you get to that point where you're like, okay, when is it? I'm truly hungry, and I just need to feed my body. Mm-hmm. Versus, okay, I'm I'm overfed, and now I'm just trying to calm these emotions, and I'm just stuffing my mouth because I'm. And so I did that from age nine until 15, just stuff my mouth because I was emotional with feelings of self-hate and rejection and criticism. And then a father dying. Then my dad died when I was 12. So there's all these things. And of course you were a little bit of a roly poly. (laughs) (laughs) And that's okay. Yeah, it is okay. And and that's the thing that we can, we can look back on our, on our lives. So Struggling with, with a weight issue. This is the action item for you, and this is all found in in my book, an introduction to emotional weight loss, and the course that uh, that you can buy, which I just highly recommend that you do. It's really really good. <laughs> anyway, www.jenny.us. Um, you can you can get the course, but the uh, the homework for you is to review the times in your life where you saw a spike in your weight where the weight went up and my uh, my belief and I is that every time that you saw a spike in your weight there was a spike in emotion at that time and furthermore if you really dig deeper into what those cycles were of your weight jumps so the weight spikes you will find that they were there was a cycle of 4 to 6 different emotions that consistently showed up. And so in the next episode, I'll talk a little bit more about what my, what my spikes in weight were and, and, and what was happening in my life and how these emotions played out. But Jenny, to end, do you want to share what you discovered when you went through this process that I taught you? <laughs> <laughs> you get pretty happy that you got a feather in your cap. Yes. I helped Jenny. I coached Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
<laughs> I did have someone recently like, do you have it? Do you want some feedback? And I was like, yes. And she's like, I know because you're Jenny Bear. And it seemed kind of crazy, but I want to give you feedback. Um, so for me, my weight spikes were when it was, my life was unstable. So when I feel stability, I can be a very healthy weight. If it, something is unstable, it's an unhealthy weight. So I was a really decent weight right up until my family left my childhood home when I was 13 and we moved literally to the city we now live in. Mm -hmm. And that was really upsetting to my emotional system. I knew it was coming. I was prepared it was coming. But the change in scenery, the change in friends was all very upsetting to my system. And it took a while. It took about um, 18 months for me to lose that really upset weight gain. And I didn't really try. I just realized I needed exercise more in my late or early high school years and it disappeared. Then I realized my next cycle was when the upset of graduating came up. Like what is going on with my life after graduation from high school? And that can be a very unsettling time for a lot of kids and they don't know how to talk about it. Their brain isn't there. And then for me, my brain was like I mentioned in the first season, anxiety and depression really amped up because of that instability. So it was, it was linked to more than one thing. So again, we're pointing out that the emotional things that are brewing in your body manifest themselves in mental health issues, chronic illnesses, weight gain, all those things. Yeah. And that was evidence of that. So then I realized that that same cycle played out. Um, you had a job where you had to be promoted and literally relocate for promotions. And so every time we did that, I had weight gain. And I pretty much attribute it to babies. Yeah, at the time. At the time. And the one time we moved and it didn't have weight gain was when we went out a month in advance, chose a house, signed the house, came back, packed, moved directly into the house. I didn't have weight gain that year. It was awesome. Um, but that was the only time out of like four moves that I did that. So for me, I'm like, I have to figure out how to create emotional stability in my soul when there's a lot of instability. And you guys, right now, the world is highly unstable. And there's not a lot of signs that's going to get stable for at least 10 more years. <laughs> I think it's going to take some time for things to settle down and for us to find a new higher vibration level of normal. And there's a lot of breakdowns. So if you're like me and you need to feel stable, you're welcome to call me. Let's schedule a coaching appointment and let's explore what stable looks like for you. But at least how to really shore up you. And, and for me personally, God warned me of the instability of 2020 in January. I felt really guided to do certain things so that I experienced all the feelings. And you spoke to a, another coach and, and she was like, buckle up, Jenny. It's going to get It's going to get a ride. And so I and that knew. And like, that was like six weeks before the whole, you know, all hell broke loose. Yeah. And I experienced all the feelings of 2020 in those few days. And so I didn't have the COVID weight gain everyone else got because we all got it because it was unstable so clearly that plays out for more of the people than just me yeah Woo! okay so yeah we'll we'll close that up right there you might need some take some time to digest because the feedback we did get on steve's course is that it is so radically different you might need to pause and digest you might want to blow through all this and listen to it two or three more times to really digest it or you just go to the course and you're like okay i'm ready for this my soul is so ready so, yay, here we go. Talk to you later.